This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, everybody. Zacchino with you. Adam Scully with you. Bob will be around in hour two today, but we've got a ridiculous amount of golf to get to. So many tours in action over the weekend. Two PGA Tour events as they had opposite field event happening at Corrales Golf Club, which is down in the Dominican Republic. Uh, a huge week for Canadians across the board, which is going to dominate a lot of our content this morning but before we get to it let's welcome in mr adam scully scully how we doing uh what a week for canadians what a week for canadians awesome to see so many on so many different tours playing well and now that we're moving into a busy stretch of the season the ana inspiration this week which brooke henderson lost in a playoff last year then of course next week we're going down magnolia lane at the masters what it's you know it's going to be a great time for canadian golf and golf in general and before we get to the Masters, we get to see Corey Cross, uh, Corey Cross, <laughs> Corey Connors defend his uh, Valero Texas Open as well. Finally defending, that's right. Finally get a chance to defend as we will go there, make one stop on the PGA Tour. If I'm sounding a little uh, out of it this morning, Adam, I went through a marathon. Um, if you thought watching the World Golf Championships was a, a long investment of your time, uh, being on the air for, I think it was, a, I'm going to do the math here now. I'm going to say 10 to 18 hours over the weekend calling a World Golf Championship match play. So I'm in recoup mode and trying to, trying to organize my thoughts on what transpired and what took place. And I've got more on that uh, later on in Winner's Weird and What, because there are some things leaping out of the page at me on this from a fan perspective as well as just not only the golf we saw, but also from a fan perspective as to maybe why would it be fair to say, ask you a question. Would it be fair to say that the general golf fan has not, uh, has not embraced this match play championship the way that the, the, the golf world would have hoped that the tours would have hoped that maybe this, would have been in their minds a bigger deal by now. Is that fair? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I'm, I know we'll get into this in Winners Weird and What, but you know, the format is different. You know, for all those years, it was one and done. But you know, in golf, that's different. If if the top player in the world shows up and loses on Wednesday, he's on his own couch at 7 p.m. that and night. Now that can happen Friday as well. And right? that can happen Friday, but now you're guaranteed those three right. rounds. But it's not quite like I know. We try to compare it to the NCAA March Madness, where there's there's a fav- there's a 16 seed and a one seed, where the one seed is the overwhelming favorite. I know anyone can win any different game, but in golf, the disparity really isn't quite there as much. I would say. Did you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Mark? No. I am. You don't get to your point. It's it's. Uh, it can happen in the NCAA, but there's usually three favorites that make it to the Final Four and, and one standout, not like what we had in, in golf. But And there's more going on here, and we will get to it later on the show. Before we get to uh, news and headlines, Scully, did I see you outside hitting golf balls this week? 
That's correct. I couldn't really feel my right hand for about an hour <laughs> after playing. It was it was a little cold, but I had my Adidas hoodie on, which I hadn't actually hit balls with the hoodie on. I'm embracing. You've got I've the got hoodie on. on. I've got right another now. hoodie on you got, right I now on our Zoom. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it was so exciting to get out, and it was it was hilarious too. You know, everyone's been cooped up for so long now, and so I hit balls on Saturday, in downtown Toronto at the docks. And we got there probably 11.30. There was about an hour wait at 11.30. Hit balls, you know, maybe for 45 minutes to an hour. As we were walking out at 1 o'clock, there was a lot of people, there were a lot of people waiting. You make a corner and there were 30 yards of people in a lineup waiting. People are going nuts for golf. It's awesome to see. Some places are already opening. I booked a tee time for this Saturday. It's exciting. 30 yards. 30 yards of people waiting. Like, it would have been a three-hour wait. Wow. Okay. Well, to say that people aren't chomping at the bit is an understatement. Okay. Big show today. Uh, One-on-one with Mike Weir. Uh, Bob spoke with Mike about state of the game uh, as we are two weeks away from him being a past champion playing at Augusta National. We will highlight the week in golf, which is a ton of Canadian content. We'll give away Mr. Butcher. $100 gift card, and this week we're going to give away $200 gift cards. We had a few issues last week with the phone. This week we're going to give away two of them, and we'll also do winners, weird, and what. But first, let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. Sandbagger, a few weeks away from the LCBO launch as well for our friends at Sandbagger. I know you can get them on your, on your beverage carts and at your clubhouses, etc. once the golf season goes. But we'll keep you up to date on when you can get them on the shelf at the LCBO. Adam, okay. I know it wasn't Brooke Henderson winning on Canadian soil. I know it wasn't Mike Weir, Green Jacket. But when I'm just talking about flags across the board, I mean, this is one of the best weeks we have ever seen for Canadian golf. And I know that's people are going, uh, if you were only watching the world golf championship and disengaged with, with the rest of the golf world, and you're listening to us this morning, you might be saying, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? We didn't even have a Canadian in the final four. We didn't have a Canadian in the final eight. You know, we had Mac, Mac Hughes come out of the suite, come out and, and make it to the sweet 16. He won his pool, which is great for Mac. Well done. But across all major tours, we had one win at him. Two second place finishes, one top five, and a top ten. Let's break them down for our audience because this is incredible. At the Club Car Championship at the Landings Club on the Corn Ferry Tour, Adam Svensson grabs his second win of his career on the Corn Ferry Tour, wins in a playoff over Max McGreevy on the second playoff hole with the birdie. He shoots 66 on Sunday. He had to wait around all day to see where he was going to land. Adam Svensson with the win on the Corn Ferry Tour. Let's skip over now to the opposite field event, Corrales Punicana Resort and Club Championship. Love this golf course, played it a couple of times. Outstanding property. Michael Glickick, T4. Glickick, 66, 68, 71. His last three rounds after a sluggish start of 73, finishes two off the pace and now moves inside the top 125 on the FedEx Cup points list, projecting now to retain his card. Important as we get into a stretch where starts become difficult. All right? The Mexico Open, Adam. PGA Tour Latino America. Drew Nesbitt. Finishes solo second after a weekend of 66-67. Now Drew Nesbitt, 
projecting to fifth on the points list. Why is that important? Top five from the PGA Tour Latino America Tour get the bump to the Corn Ferry Tour. He's projecting right now for an upgrade next year. Hold on. Two more to go. Let's switch gears. Go to the ladies game. Brooke Henderson, another top 10. I almost don't even feel like this should be celebrated anymore. I almost feel like if Brooke Henderson should be in the top 10 any week, she's raised the bar. She adds another one at the Kia Classic. And finally, I know you love this one, Adam, and that's why I'm landing on this one. Because I know that you love this one maybe the most out of all of these. On the Symmetra Tour, Modami LeBlanc, 7 under par, T2nd. I still feel like we were days from coming out of retirement. I know it's not, but what a performance by Canada. I mean, which is the one that leaps out at you the most? Well, I mean, you know, seeing Adam Spenson win and the way he did win, obviously, you know, he, he's had a great, he's had a run on the PGA Tour before, a couple different stretches where he almost shot 59 twice on the PGA Tour. So awesome to see him pull through. Obviously seeing Mackenzie Hughes uh, unexpectedly, win his pool he was the he was the underdog in that pool against paul casey webb simpson taylor gooch for sure but yeah mona b leblanc you know recently retired comes out of retirement symmetric tour that's awesome to see as well um but yeah i guess out of all of those drew nesbitt as well a great second place finish michael gligic to me you know missed the cut in seven of his last eight pga tour events didn't really have any form going in this tournament but you know as we know that's the beauty of golf all it takes is one swing thought one lesson one moment and everything changes so i'm curious to see where he goes from here we got to spend some time with michael at the tailor-made kingdom yep. this would have been december of 2019 and you can just tell very level-headed so when he's in the mix i know he bogeyed 16 and 18 but he'll learn from this experience and next time around hopefully you know get that first pga tour victory now we're going to jump into the adam spenson uh win a little later and hear from adam spenson a little later this morning and have some more details on what this means for canadians on the corn ferry uh, tour. Uh, we should also mention uh, that David Hearn had a solid Sunday in uh, Pune, Canada. Hearns, he goes out, shoots 66 on the weekend, almost backdoors a top 10. He finished T13. Roger Sloan tied for 22nd in that one as well. And Taylor Pendrith uh, making a start on the PGA Tour finishes in T34. Taylor Pendrith will be part of that uh, Adam Svensson uh, segment a little later in the show about Canadians on the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay, uh, Adam, we had a uh, WGC event this week. We're going to jump into it next. Billy Horschel with the win in Texas. Mackenzie Hughes comes out of the Sweet 16 as the winner in the pool. It looked early like it was going to be Corey Connors. We'll touch on that coming up in the other segment. And then, of course, the PGA Tour is going to switch gears. We're going to go Valero, Texas Open, where Corey Connors will defend. And then we will go to Augusta, where right now we have only three Canadians in the field at the Masters. Can we add another one? The only way to get into Augusta right now, go out, win the Valero Texas Open, like Corey Connors did in 2019. If you win the Valero Texas Open, you're in the Masters. There's people trying to do it, including big names like Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler has not missed a major since 2010. The last major he didn't play. The last major he didn't play was the 2010 U.S. Open. He's been in every single major and is top five in all of them. And he is about to miss the Masters if he doesn't win the Valero Texas Open. He can go and have a great week, 
He doesn't win, his streak is over. So much to look forward to over the next two weeks. On the other side, we will jump head first into WGC. Here from the winner, Billy Horschel. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver. Only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Scully, weeks comes by in hour two. World Golf Championship match play. Billy Horschel with the win. How come he wasn't on any of our radar, Adam? You know, taking a look back, he was... He was right there at the WGC against Morikawa. He's played solid. Man, his putting inside 10 feet, and especially as you get to that five, six-foot six range, is just exceptional, which, you know, in, ma in match play can be quite the asset because you're always putting to make something because you're not worried about the one coming back, so to speak. Uh, he was open about that in his uh, post-round, I think, on Saturday. He made those comments. Anyway, he wins 2-1 and one over Scotty Scheffler. Before we break it down and get your thoughts on the match play, let's hear from the champion of the 2021 Dell Technologies match play, Billy Horschel. I think I would have hopefully this happened sooner. Um, but you just never know when you're going to win. You just never know when... Um, you know, it's going to be your time. You just got to continue to work hard day in and day out, and, and that's what I do. And I get frustrated sometimes. I don't see the results I want, and I think that's that leads to inconsistent play. Um, but uh, this year I'm trying to have a little bit more, um, not so focused on the results, more or less the process, and, and, and hopefully the results come from that. And I, I've done a good job, but it's just nice to be a WC uh, match play champion. Uh, I was close a, a month ago at concession. Uh, Colin played really well. Um, it just wasn't my time, and, and today just happened to be my time. Well, uh, it was a difficult day. Winds were howling. Sunday was absolutely brutal in terms of conditions, which led to some very uh, sloppy golf. It was an ugly final. It was an ugly semifinal in the morning. Uh, this is a FedEx Cup champion, Billy Horschel. So he's won playoff events. He's won a FedEx Cup. Are you surprised, Adam? That was in 2017. Are, are you surprised it took this long for him to add something of this magnitude and get back kind of on our radar? You know what? I really am. And, and he's had quite an interesting career. You know, who could forget that Billy Horschel basically changed the reason, you know, the Ryder Cup captain selection process back in 2014 when, when Tom Watson was the captain of that uh, U.S. team that you know, did not do so well overseas and you know he went out and won the FedEx Cup that year and you know who knows how different that could have been that year but you know that, aside from that Billy Horschel has had a very interesting career you know just watching him uh, you know as, as a viewer on on TV sort of thing it always looks like he's got one of the smoothest swings on the PGA Tour he's always sort of hitting it very solid you can tell he's very uh, finicky and methodical in his pre-shot mm -hmm. routine but once he's over the ball he goes so, um, yeah, I guess maybe a little surprised, but I mean, for us too, uh, none of us had him on our radar heading into the week. Our brackets weren't exactly incredible on the TSN edge last week, but I mean, it's a total crapshoot, right? So, it's and even looking play, back, 
Yeah, and Billy Horschel, too, you think, you know, the Walker Cup, that 2007 Walker Cup team at Royal County Down, which we've both played multiple times, arguably the toughest and best golf course on the planet. That's where that, that's where that tournament was held. Billy Horschel was on that American side there. Good on Billy Horschel for winning the WGC match play. And one other thing, you mentioned the sloppy play. Do you think that, I mean, I know these guys play a lot of golf, but 36 holes of, of competitive golf on back-to-back days and seven rounds, and and I know they they might not be playing all eighteen holes because of match play, obviously. But do you think guys are burnt out by the end of this? Ah, you'll have to wait till winter's weird and wild. There you to go. Find That's a teaser right there, on folks. That. <laughs> uh, you nail a, a really big point there, Adam. Um, Billy Horschel, such a ball, solid ball striker. To your point, knows how to flight his irons, can flight his driver. Um, but did hit one of the worst golf shots you will ever see on champ. Did you see the knockdown six iron that that hooded a hood chunk that went 30 yards? I was wondering, like, it, it almost looked like he was laying up, but he wasn't. And he just, yeah, like you said, he hooded this thing, I don't know, 60 yards at the absolute most. The ball barely got off the ground. Now, that was in the semifinals against Victor Perez, and he almost took out Victor Perez on that one. Uh, Adam, Matt Kuchar actually ends up beating Victor Perez in the uh, third place match, uh, taking home some big FedEx Cup points for Kuchar, who was 179 coming into this and now takes 200 FedEx Cup points. Kuchar was lost in the wilderness before we got to match play on, this, play on the season. Okay, Scotty Scheffler ends up getting second place. I thought he played the best of, of almost everyone all week. I had him coming out of his pool. I did not have him going deep. But, you know, Scotty's played well. He's done everything but win. Here we are again, has done everything but win. Um, he seems to be a guy that isn't afraid of the moment, doesn't handles the pressure really well, but that might have got to him for the first time ever, this one-on-one spotlight at a WGC level. And being in front of a home crowd, I mean – I don't know how many thousands of people were there. It's not a huge crowd. They they limit attendance, obviously. We're still in COVID. So they they had thousands on the ground, just not 30,000, 40,000. But I'm going to tell you, that was a 50, 60, 70% pro Scotty Scheffler crowd of family, friends, people that know he's from the area, et cetera, et cetera. It might have worked against them, Adam. You know what? It really might have worked against him. You think back to the PGA Championship in August. He played in the final group with Dustin Johnson, and he also played well that day. They just both got outplayed by Colin Morikawa. And of course, on that day in August at Harding Park, there, there were no fans there. There, were, you know, so it maybe might have felt more like a practice round, like a lot of the rounds did in 2020. But now looking here, yes, there were you know only a limited number of fans at the WGC match play. But because it's match play, they're, they're following the one group, maybe some following the consolation match, but the majority of the fans were on the one hole. So, I mean, yes, there were a limited number of fans, but there's still a number of fans there watching him at all times. So maybe, yeah, like you said, it looked like his swing, he was battling a two-way miss. Maybe, like we'll get him doing three-dub, but that might have been fatigue. Like you think of that tee shot he hit on the 16th hole, that par five, like he got lucky not to go out of bounds. He missed the fairway by 40 yards. Well, it's it's a it's an interesting point that you make there that every all the misses are pretty much left. Most of the day, the bad misses were left, and they were in a row. And then he yelled something on twelve when he rinsed it in the water on twelve. He said, "I can't get through the ball right now," and that screams to fatigue. When you hear a golfer at that level missing it left all day, they're flipping it because they can't get through it, so they're flipping at it. 
and he yells it in the center of the fairway on 12 when he rinses it. This is after a few tee shots that went left. I think fatigue's a huge part of it. We will get into it. Okay, uh, Dustin Johnson adds the Valero Texas Open to his schedule. He's going to show up next week. You know, came in here with some pretty high expectations because DJ has been working hard off the golf course, said he straightened out the driver, felt good about his game, was anticipating a good performance this week. Didn't necessarily get it. He's going to add Valero. Rory, out. JT, out. Huge names tanking two weeks before the biggest tournament of the year. With all due respect to the other majors, with all due respect to Ryder Cup, yada, 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 the Masters is the biggest event of the year. And some of the biggest names in golf didn't make it out of their pools and are heading in the right direction. I'm going to give DeChambeau a pass, Adam, because he has played well this year. He's contended in almost every week. He's won already. DeChambeau, I am not worried about, as we are two weeks away from Augusta. Justin Thomas is coming off a huge win, but with the exception of that win, Adam, in the last two, three months, JT, mm, game's not there. And we know how different a golf course Sawgrass is to Augusta. Those two things, very rarely do they line up. The leaderboard at Sawgrass and the leader at the the Masters usually look like very different leaderboards because it's a complete different type of play. So who are you worried about? Who breaks out of the slot? Like, I have no confidence at all right now in Rory. I have no confidence at all right now. Really in JT, even off the win, I know that sounds crazy. Dustin, for some reason, maybe because he's world number one, there's still part of me that thinks DJ's going to have this thing worked out by the time we get to Augusta. Yeah, you know what? There are a number, like you said, Bryson DeChambeau has played well. He's lost some weight. He's not tinkering with a 48-inch driver. To me, he's he's now the favorite going into Augusta National. Dustin Johnson, you know what? We saw him play the most dominant stretch of golf, arguably since Rory McIlroy in 2014, when he won the Open Championship, WGC, and then the PGA Championship, back-to-back-to-back weeks. Arguably since then, maybe since Tiger a little before. So Dustin Johnson, I'm not too worried about. The one for me, Rory I mean even I know he's he admitted that he's he's battling or he's chasing speed he as I'll get into in three up he hit 11 bags of balls at mid-tournament on the driving range after getting rinsed by Ian Poulter like his game looks and I know he had a new flat stick in the bag last week as well but he's just battling this big two-way mess he's hitting some big big ball speed you know he's hitting 170 plus with a three wood which is Bryson-esque but his game is just in shambles right now uh and and Justin Thomas like you mentioned you know obviously won the players championship he's had a, a wild year to say the least but aside from the players championship really hasn't played too well. I know for our TSN edge picks for Augusta National, John Rahm is, is I'm picking John Rahm for sure. I, I think it's his time. But out of the superstars struggling, Rory McIlroy is the one to me that really is a red flag. Yeah, and Rahm right now is the only other name I would put there of the top five players in the world, along with DeChambeau, that I feel good about as we head into Augusta. Those are the two guys that I would be surprised if they weren't in the mix. Uh Although I do, for some reason, think DJ is going to figure this thing out. I don't know why. I just think he is, it's just a little gear that needs to switch. To your point with Rory doing that mid-tournament, the one thing I think Rory needs right now more than anything else, he can't afford. I think he needs to step away. I think he needs time off. He needs to take a break, get away from the game, disappear mm-hmm. into the wilderness, and then and, and then kind of clear his brain and get at it. He can't. We're two weeks from Augusta. 
he can't do what he needs right now. So instead, he's going to try to outwork it. This is a, that's a scary situation. Okay, on the other side, we will hear from Adam Svensson. He was the winner this week on the Corn Ferry Tour. We'll also take a look at what that means for Adam on the Corn Ferry Tour because he might join now another Canadian in that one of those automatic positions at the end of the regular season before we get to the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. We'll also uh, chat a little Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes' performance at World Golf Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. We've all learned just how important staying connected is. The Bell Network has been everything from a teacher to a business partner. But we're not done. We're continuing to invest billions in fiber, wireless home internet, and 5G network technology to bring faster and better connections to more and more people. Because we're all better off when we're all connected. To learn more, visit bell.ca slash connectcanada. Bell. Connecting just got better. This is my fortress. This is where I don't have to look far to find courage. This is where I'm always greeted with open arms. This is where my kids can be kids. And so can I. This is where I always rise after I fall. Where I find comfort. This is my Ronald McDonald house. This is where families find a home away from home, close to their sick children. To donate, visit rmhc.ca. Right now, being there for each other has never been more important. And while your vehicle may not be top of mind, your local Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram dealer wants to do their part, which is why our showroom and service departments continue to remain open with one-on-one -on -one appointments that follow strict safety protocols. We've also updated our click-and-drive online shopping experience, giving you the option to shop from the comfort of home. Contact your local dealer to learn about our commitment to cleanliness and the great offers available to you. I'm so over this. I don't even know anyone who's had COVID-19. And it's not like I'm at risk. We don't see many people, just a few neighbors and close friends. It's fine. We wear a mask and everything. We're really careful. Excuses won't stop the spread of the deadly COVID-19 virus. Until we all get the vaccine, stay home as much as possible. Visit Ontario.ca slash COVID-19 for more information. Paid for by the Government of Ontario. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. To Golf Talk Canada is Aquino Scully, and now also joined by Mr. Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you this morning? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. To Golf Talk Canada is Aquino Scully, and now also joined by Mr. Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you this morning? You know what this feels like, Bob? You'll get this. Adam won't get this. He's too young. Do you remember the old SCTV skit of Sammy Modlin show where they just keep dropping in? As the walk-ins on the other talk, this is it. I'm Sammy Modlin. You're just doing a walk-in right now. I love it. Oh, do you guys have Bob? I don't hear Bob. Adam, can you hear Bob? Is it my end or Bob's end? Oh, I I don't yet. No. 
All right, so it's you right now. There's still no Bob. Okay. Well, we'll let Bob we're, figure that we're one out. We're working on it. All right. We're, we'll work on it. I still don't hear him. It's all right. We'll figure it out, Bob. We don't hear you. We see you, but we don't hear we see, you. We all see right. you. We don't hear you. Uh, okay. Adam Svensson gets it done on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, big win. He ends up, is Bob with us? We give him thumbs up here. Bob, how yeah, are you this morning? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. There we go. <laughs> I was saying, you were, you were Sammy, you were Sammy Maudlin. I was saying, I'm, uh, I'm Mayor Tommy Shanks coming in for a little visit. <laughs> that is right over my head. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's why I said, I, Scully's not going to get this. It's not going to get this. We're just about to switch gears, Bob, and head into this Corn Ferry Adam Svensson story. It was a massive, massive week for golf. We, we hit it off the top of the show for Canadian golf. All these impressive finishes, uh, obviously, obviously the win. We just kind of put uh, close the doors a little on the, on the World Golf Championship WGC event. Just your thoughts on, on the week, uh, before we uh, focus a little here on Adam, your thoughts on the week that was. This is, uh, obviously we've had bigger wins. We've had great celebrations with Mike Weir and Brooke Henderson and, and, and whatnot. But across the board, to have these many chances to win, I just don't remember a week like this maybe ever. It's uh, it just shows you the the depth now of Canadian golf, and uh, it's amazing how many people have reached out or commented on on the fact that yeah, you're right, we've had bigger wins, Brooke winning majors, Mike Weir winning majors, Stephen Ames winning the Players Championship, but but I certainly can't remember a week like this where we've had this many players across this many tours uh, with great showings, you know, runner up on PGA Tour Latino America for Drew Nesbitt and Symmetra Tour for Modemi Leblanc, and on and on you go. And uh, and it just uh, it's it's fun it's fun and it's it just goes to show you uh, how good things are in Canadian golf right now. Uh, they are great uh, and they're about to get better. Uh, Adam Svensson with this victory in the playoff against Max McGreevy. Of course, he went out and shot 67. Had to wait around a while to see where where this 66 was. Excuse me, this 66 was going to land. It ends up landing him his second victory on the Corn Ferry Tour, vaulting him uh, to the 12 spot on their points list. Now the top 25 at the end of the regular season automatically get the nod to go to the big tour. We kind of project already that Taylor Penrith is going to end up there already. So we're, we're in a very good spot with Adam Svensson now joining Taylor Penrith in this, uh, in this top 25, obviously a lot of golf still to go before we break it down. Let's hear from Canada's latest winner, Adam Svensson. Just, extremely happy with the week and you know I, I didn't really think I had a chance um, the start of today because you know so many good players on the leaderboard I, I figured I had to shoot eight eight under at least but um, I kept kept pushing and we kept making birdies Alex and I and uh, somehow came out on top obviously you're nervous I was extremely nervous probably more nervous than I am now I wasn't too too bad I mean I was nervous but I wasn't like Abaco for sure I've had a lot of experience with with nerves and winning winning so um i was actually kind of happy i got into playoff because i didn't just want to win and you know i wanted i wanted those nerves i wanted to feel that pressure and i think it would be a good experience for me and um i'm just like i said happy to come out on top i i love this win because i love the, the fact that he was vocal about you know, his first go around, maybe not giving it all he had or, or maybe being distracted. And he said, listen, I'm all in on this game. I'm going to I'm going to put good people around me. I'm all in on this game and I'm, I'm either going to succeed at 100 percent or I'm walking away. 
And this has to feel good, Bob, if you're Adam Svensson, this rededication and now kind of gearing back and almost flipping the script, like appearing like your trajectory is back to the, the big tour. Yeah, there's a couple things about Adam. Um, you know, he's a super, super talented guy, always has been. Um, I think almost more than any other Canadian professional, he has the ability to string birdies together like nobody I've ever seen. But the one knock against him was that, you know, he wasn't really smart on um, career choices, on uh, focusing on his game. I know one guy who was teaching him for a while, and uh, after he uh, he won a tournament in Abaco, um, the last time he won on the Corn Ferry Tour, to get to get on to the PGA Tour, he's, he basically parted ways with the coach. He says, well, that's good. You did your job now. So, you know, it's kind of, why would you, why would you get rid of the guys who just got you to the top of the mountain, as it were? So there's a few things like that along the way that have, have kind of had career choices and you're kind of looking to go, hmm, I wonder, why, uh, I wonder why he would do that. But it sounds now like he's kind of matured uh, off the golf course, perhaps more so than on the golf course. And that's not a knock about his maturity on the course, but just goes to show you that he's kind of, I think, figured out that uh, there's no substitute for hard work and he's going to have to put it all in if he wants to not only make it to the PGA Tour, but stay there. Yeah, and Adam, that's where I was going with this. I was going with the... Maybe it's just a maturity thing. Maybe it's just, you know, learning to be a professional golfer, learning to travel, learning to be on the road, learning to make good choices, learning to put good people around you, things like that. Adam Svensson wouldn't be the first kid with a ton of talent to take some time to have to figure that out. Oh, you Adam, really... we've lost you. Oh, there we go. We're back. Yeah. Okay, perfect. We're back. Hi. Um, I love these home studio setups. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, like Bob was saying, it's all about recommitting himself and, and you know, it's maturing as a professional. Um, you know, as, as a golf pro, it's all about, you know, yes, you can be really good at golf, but, you know, it's all about managing your time off the golf course as well. It's the travel. It's, it's all of the you know, other things that go into just playing professional golf on a week-to-week basis. Like I mentioned a little earlier, he had, he had the – he has great talent and he's had chances to shoot 59 a couple of times on the PGA tour. So the potential is there for Adam Svensson. And now he's putting it all together, a win on the corn ferry tour, getting closer to that PGA tour card. It'd be awesome to have another Canuck with a, on the PGA tour next year. Certainly trending that way. Certainly trending. Like we're going to have uh, strength in numbers once again, next year on the PGA tour. Now speaking of the PGA tour, before we go to break on the other side, we are going to give away two Mr. Butcher $100 gift cards. Um, we did not get a chance to talk much Corey Connors and much Mackenzie Hughes in, uh, in our WGC segment today. Um, it's, it's such a weird, like match play. It's so fickle because, uh, you know, if you watch Corey play and you watched his matches, uh, you know, I don't, you know, he didn't win anything, but I, th- I thought he played well. I'm not worried about him at all this week at Valero Texas open. And I'm certainly not worried at all about Mackenzie Hughes, but I wouldn't, I guess my point is I wouldn't put Corey. Yes. He didn't win a match. Yes. He didn't come out of this, but I don't know. Did you get to see much of his matches, Bob? Cause I thought he hit it well and looked pretty comfortable. Uh, yeah, he, he, you know, I didn't get to see too much cause there wasn't much that they showed of him. Honestly, they showed him, <laughs> they did show a fair bit of him, but from what I saw, he, uh, he wasn't as sharp as he was the few weeks before at players and, uh, and Arnold Palmer, I thought, uh, he was lacking a bit, but you know, he may have been, uh, he may have been tired. There's all sorts of things you can think of. I'm as like you, I'm not worried yet. 
Uh, we'll see what happens this week. It'll be a busy week for him this week because he's def- he's the defending champion. They didn't have a Valero Texas Open last year, so he's walking in there with um, hopefully his face on some banners and on the mark on the marquee and things like that. So it'll be a different kind of week for him this week as well. So uh, I'm not sure if it's the greatest preparation for the Masters, but <laughs> we'll find out. We'll we'll definitely find out. And uh, yeah, you're right. And that that I would say of all things, Corey Connors, his performance Adam this week is not what I'm concerned about. Is it's burnout is what I'm concerned about. He's he's playing a lot of golf here in a row, and he was in the mix the entire Florida swing. So it's not like he has been playing two rounds of golf and calling it a day. He's been in the heat of battle, chances to win, playing on big leaderboards, tough golf courses. Florida swing was a ton of tough golf golf courses. Then into the match play, then into Valero. I mean, at some point you need a week off. Maybe that's what we saw a little bit from this week from Corey Connors. He's just being a little sluggish. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. And you know, heading into this week, there will be more attention on him as he defends a title from two years ago. Obviously, like you mentioned, he, there wasn't a Valero Texas Open last year, but what, we saw him play very well at Augusta back in November, the lowest ever round by a Canadian at Augusta National back in November, to, and you know, to qualify for uh, this Masters next week. So. Uh, and, you know, he's done a lot of work with his putter, the left hand low, the, the new grip, which has really helped Corey Connors. I think that they always talk about how he's one of the great ball strikers in the PGA Tour. He just beats the middle of the face and hits the center of the green. And if his flat stick's rolling, look out. So, yeah, for Corey Connors, may, maybe don't play a practice round every day this week. Maybe play nine holes here and there. <laughs> try, try to, you know, uh, keep the engine as fresh as possible for the first major of the year next week. Uh, you just described Bob Week's game. Pound the middle of the face all day. Ball striking machine. Just <laughs> yeah. need to make a few putts. I, you know, Bob, have you been out practicing yet? Actually, you know what? Wait, we're going to do that on the other side because I know Adam was outside hitting golf balls. I want to know what Bob Week's early spring get ready for the season regiment has been. That's that. So I want to want you hold on that. On the other side, we are going to open the phone lines eight seven zero ten fifty eight seven zero ten fifty. We will open the phone lines on the other side and uh, we'll ask you our trivia question of the week. We're going to give away $200 Mr. Butcher gift cards. We're giving away two this week because last week we tried to give one away. Eh, it didn't go so well. So this week we're going to try to give away two. The, hopefully the phone lines are working. The first two correct answers right off the top of uh, the next segment. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Weeks, Scully. Okay, let's open the phone lines. 870-1050, We'll give away two $100 Mr. Butcher gift cards. That's M-I-S-T-E-R, butcher.ca, mrbutcher.ca. And we are going to give away two, the first two correct callers. Ricky Fowler needs to win the Valero Texas Open this week in order to make his way to Augusta National, or his major streak will come to an end. We want to know what major and what year. What was the last major Ricky Fowler missed? It's been quite some time, very long time. It's been well, just about a decade, roughly. There's a give a little bit of a hint. We want to know what 
major, what year, Ricky Fowler, the last time he didn't play a major? 870-1050. Okay, guys, I'm about to bring after the show today. We got hour two. We're going to hear from Mike Weir. Bob went one-on-one with Mike Weir. Of course, Weirzy going to be in the field at Augusta. I can't remember a time coming into a Masters since 03. Maybe, maybe I'm forgetting a couple of years there after his win. But it's been a long time since Mike Weir has played as well as he is right now as we walk in, head into a Masters. That, that, so I, can't, I haven't heard this interview, so I'm looking forward to hearing this, Bob. I'm about to take uh, Angry Mike uh, up to uh, TaylorMade to get to, he's getting in for the custom fitting today. Yeah, I think it's his first custom fitting experience, so I hope he enjoys it. Uh, and I'm going to grab my new Sim 2 driver, which I have yet to hit, so that'll be fun. But, Bob, we know Adam's been outside hitting golf balls. We saw him social media at the docks just leaning on hybrids. You could, you could fry an egg on the face of his hybrid. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was smoky. What has been your spring preseason regiment to get ready for the 2021 campaign? I don't know if you know this, but you know, Nick and Adam have been subtly, eh, every once in a while, they kind of subtly take a shot at Wixino thinking they're going to beat us this year. This is the year they take us down. So I got to think, what what kind of training have you been doing? <laughs> well, let's see. The, my, uh, the number of uh, golf balls I've hit consists of everything I hit in the, in, the, in the fitting session. I have not hit or even swung a golf club <laughs> since that time, so I don't want to be overtrained for our first match. I will say the one thing I have done, and, and this is with a purpose, was uh, I've been doing yoga four times a week now, and I never used to stretch or uh, anything. And I've been I've been really trying to get my body um, flexible enough and just kind of in some kind of pre-season uh, shape where I can turn a little bit. I mean, I looked at my swing, and Ralph Bauer had a little swing at you know look at my swing last year on the video, and I was surprised how little my uh, my shoulder turn was and my back turn. So I'm trying to loosen things up, and that's that's what I'll do until. Um, probably till I get back from the masters and then I'll start swinging for real. I love the confidence. You just, I'm just going to stretch Adam and I can take you down is what Bob <laughs> said. I'm just going to do some stretching. You know, it's funny. He brings up the yoga, Bob, because I was talking to Ralph as well. Uh, and Ralph said, you know, Mark, if there was one thing you could work on is uh, a little bit more shoulder turn, which when I was younger, I mean, I got those things insane and it's a bit of a catch-22 because at, at the same time, I want to make that fuller turn like Bob's talking about and feel more flexibility in my upper body, especially in the middle of your back where it gets that higher middle back where it just gets so tight. But at the same time, I'm trying to make a short, compact swing. I don't want to get long. I don't want the angles to collapse because then the arms and the hands take over, disconnected from the body. It's tough to do. Make that bigger turn. Stay connected. I mean, no wonder the game's so bloody hard. But all, I, all I'm hearing, Adam, is a ton of confidence from my partner is all I'm hearing. A ton of I mean, four times a week doing yoga. That, that's, that's impressive. But this is an important lesson to the listener out there because a lot of us have been cooped up here for a very long time. Maybe, you know, watching golf, your feet are up. Maybe you're having a, a water or an adult beverage or a bag of chips or Cheetos. Probably not something very nutritious. But doing <laughs> yoga is easy and it's so good for you there's so many programs uh, you know on youtube so many videos and on golf talk canada social media i will be releasing some new videos on how you can stretch out your back your hips and you will be hitting bombs okay i was gonna ask you adam because like maybe this is something i know you do this every spring on on their social media feed so i knew this was coming but i was gonna ask you specifically 
Like, is there, were you not using a golf specific yoga program for a while? And, and what, what is that? Can you recommend that to our audience? Yeah, a hundred percent. So every morning I wake up and I stretch for about five minutes and it's all, it's a program to loosen up your back, your entire back. Uh, you're doing things where your feet are above your head. It's kind of dangerous actually, if you, if you really want to spice <laughs> things up and then you roll over, you open up your shoulders, your hips. Uh, but there is a program that I've been using. It's 16 minutes long. It doesn't take very long and you can really, you know, as you keep getting flexible, it really helps your core as well. I would highly recommend this and I'll be posting videos from that video on social media and hopefully I can help your game get better because as we know, you know, hitting golf balls can be, can be, you can get sore pretty easily, you know, when you start out the season, if you haven't really touched the club or, or worked certain muscles for the entire winter. I find it amazing how just go and hit in a bucket of balls and then you put, and then you don't do anything for four or five days. And then you, like, I mean, oh, it just feels awful. It's funny because uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada has been trying to poke me lately saying, you know, maybe we should try something yoga related and do something together, right? And I was like, okay, I want to do DDP yoga because, you know, that's all my, I really just wanted to be a professional wrestler is all I actually really wanted <laughs> to be, right? So, you know, I was going to do that, so... Oh, completely off base. This is completely off. Have you guys ever seen the documentary, You Can't Save David Arquette? Or no, You Can't Kill David Arquette? Watch it this no. weekend on Netflix. Highly recommended. Speaking of DDP <laughs> yoga. Okay. Chris, do we have a winner? Do we have winners? We got winners. Okay, we'll announce those winners on the other side. So we'll get up to that. Hour two. Mike Weir interview. The, uh, Mike's playing great. And he almost won on the Champions Tour. And now we're headed to Augusta in two weeks. So... He must be brewing with golf confidence. I know this is a long golf course. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to not ignore the fact that this isn't a big ballpark. But he's playing great golf. And, you know, look at what Bernard Longer has done in recent years at Augusta and continues to do well. So Mike should have some confidence heading in to this year's uh, Masters. Joel Damon, who wins his first ever PGA Tour event. Great friend of Nick Taylor's. They went to school together. Such a great follow on social media. One of the more popular guys out there. Uh, he gets it done in Corrales. Uh, Michael Glickich gets a top five. He finishes T4 at Corrales. So we will jump into that in hour two. Winners, Weird and What, which might go really, really long because we have a ton of stuff uh, in our bees in our bonnet, as they say, this week. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I've got huge changes for the world match play that I would like to recommend to the PGA Tour. Massive, massive changes that uh, will be highly controversial, I'm sure. We'll get you caught up on all the winters, winners in the world of golf. Because I know we went through all the leaderboards in the world of golf, but we gave you the Canadian content. There were actual victors in those tournaments that were not Canadian, so we will get to those. Sorry for being a homer in hour one, but what are you going to do, right? Um Question for you guys. Uh, did you watch the 13th hole? It's going to be part of my winner's weird and what. Just before we go to break, did you watch the 13th hole at the WGC? Okay, you know how I love Riviera, right? And I say the 10th hole at Riviera might be the best short part four of the game. It still is. But the one knock on Riviera is there's not any options to play that hole. Okay, the, 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 the green has gotten so difficult over the years. and They've lost so much square footage over the years on that green at Riviera that the layup is almost impossible now. You can't put it in a good spot. The guys will miss the green with wedges. So I want you guys to think about this when we get the winners weird and what with that 13th hole because, I mean, there were so many different ways to play it. I know we saw it's match play, so it's going to evoke a certain type of, of play, 
aggressive line. But, I mean, you could play it short up the right. You could play it whole high, give yourself the pitch to the green. It was, it was a huge victory. I'd like to see more of that on the PGA Tour. I want you to think, though, guys, I want you to think of other holes that maybe that reminds you of. Because to me, there's, to me, I wish where I'm getting at is I wish the 12th hole at the players played more like that mm-hmm. when they did the redesign. And by the way, Pete Dye was against that redesign at the players with the 12. He did not like what the sketch they came up with. He did not like uh, how that hole was going to play. He said it doesn't play into the rest of the tournament. They, they had to – that was a bit of a negotiation with Pete Dye. I wonder if they could go back and – re. and I love that golf course. I wonder if they could go back and redo that one if they do it again. Okay, on the other side, Mike Weir will announce our Mr. Butcher winners. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Hour two of GTC. We'll take a look at the opposite field event, Corrales uh, Championship, the Punicana event on the PGA Tour was opposite field. They'll match play. Winners, weird and what? Lots to get to there. Uh, but we are a couple of weeks away from the Masters. And if you're not in the field right now at Augusta, there's only one way to get in. You got to win this week. You win, you're in. You don't, you're not. You've got to be part of that invitation list which includes, of course, past champions. Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champion, playing some great golf, maybe the best golf of his career in quite some time. I would say potentially maybe the best golf in the last 10 years plus for Mike Weir. It's, he's looked that good. And he will be in that past champions category alongside two other Canadians as we head to Augusta in a couple of weeks. Last night, Bob had the opportunity to go one-on-one with 03 champ Mike Weir. All right, Mike. We're I'm uh, I'm sure this is a special time of year for you every every year. Maybe maybe last year not so much, but uh, but back in April we're uh, we're heading towards Augusta National. And uh, what goes through your mind at this time of year? Oh, lots of things. I mean, you know, excited to have some fans back, a um, few friends. Um, you know, they they cut our ticket allotment in half this year, but uh, at least we have some. Um, you know, I really don't think about the Masters that much until as we get closer to uh, to April and closer to the tournament. Now I start thinking about it a couple of weeks away, um, and you know, obviously tons tons of great memories, and you know, look forward to the dinner this year uh, with DJ, and um, you know, obviously love playing the golf course too. I mean, always being there for a week and playing that great golf course for a week straight is pretty good. It's got to feel good, I think, too, for you after last year. You said something after the, you know, after after the first round. You said how good it felt to be playing good golf again. That's got to be, I guess, I don't know. Is it must be feel so much better for you going in there knowing you have a game that's that's competitive. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's been 
you know, uh, a lot of years of, uh, of struggle and, um, the last few years, you know, making some headway and making some gains. And it's good to see that, you know, it's good to see some light at the end of the tunnel, some, some good work that I put in that's, that's starting to pay off and feel more comfortable. And, um, now am I competitive at that level at that golf course? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see, but, um, you know, on the champions tour I am, and that's, you know, that's where most of my attention is, but you never know, you know, you get the vibes going at Augusta. I hear the course is playing tough. Uh, they had their big member tournament there. We could go a couple of my friends said the greens were very, very firm. Um, so I like that. I, I like that. Uh, the greens, when they play tough and firm, you know, in November, they were, you know, they were just like a dartboard. Um, so this, this will be more Augusta like and tournament like that we're, we're used to seeing, which brings a little more creativity in. You have to have uh, all the sh all the shots around the greens, all the little touch shots and pitch shots, and your wedges have to be uh, hit crisply, and um, all those little details that uh, I think separates uh, you know the players. How good is it, how good does it feel for you to uh, to come into a tournament like that, having almost won on the on the Champions Tour, being so good at the Champions Tour? I mean, just all around, you must feel so much better about where you are with everything and almost everything in your life, I would say. Right. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I do, I feel really good with my game. Um, it's unfortunate. I haven't had anything to play in the last month. That's the only thing I'm uh, probably a little competitive rusty and which I was kind of going into Tucson. We had a month off from, from Hawaii. So Tucson, but I had Monday through Thursday to kind of shake off the rust. And, and I did that, you know, Monday and Tuesday, I wasn't very sharp in Tucson and, you know, had, had the work and, and, um, I guess the clarity of mind that I'm working on the same things, even though I might be a little rusty to kind of keep working through. So that's maybe what I expect here a little bit, a little bit tournament rusty, a um, little bit, you know, on the golf course rusty. Uh, I'm going to go to California this week to play a few rounds and just get some rounds in. I'm leaving later today to uh, play some golf. Um, but, you know, when, once you get in that mode and uh, shake off the rust and, um, I'm not searching for anything. That's the big thing. I think, you know, that's the nice part about, as you mentioned, my game being good is that you might be a little off here and there, but I kind of keep going back to the same things I've been working on and it usually clears itself up. Uh, you got a couple of the Canadians with you so far and uh, Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors. Have you set up a game with them already? Yep. We're playing Tuesday morning. Um, hopefully, well, maybe you never know in Houston, you know, maybe we get somebody else in there to, to fill out the foursome. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to play Tuesday morning. So I always look forward to that. What, what do you see in those, those two guys? What do you see in their games? I see lots of good things uh, with both the guys. I mean, obviously we know Corey's uh, prolific ball striking, you know, he's, he's in the top of the leaders and driving and greens and regulation and, and all that. Uh, McKenzie, I think he showed uh, this last week at the match play, how gritty he is. And um, that's a, that's a great attribute as well. I think both those guys have, a good pop on their driver too. They, they hit it pretty far, um, you know, probably just slightly above two or average, probably both of them. And, uh, you know, I, I see some really good things, you know, it's just, it's tougher than ever out there, but I think they're, they're really going to do some, some great things. Uh, and have you heard what DJ is serving for the champions dinner? Because apparently he hasn't released <laughs> it yet. Have you got the menu? No, no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting just as much as everybody else is to see what, uh, what he's serving. All right, Mike. Well, uh, listen, we'll see you in Augusta. Best of luck and uh, and uh, enjoy the uh, the run-up uh, getting ready for it. Yeah, thanks, VC. See you there. Well, Mike sounds in great spirits uh, in that interview. Uh, lots of great stuff there. I know now two things about Mike Weir that he can say only as a Canadian. 
one, he's the only Canadian to ever win the Masters. Two, he's the only Canadian that starts to think about the Masters just a couple weeks before because the rest of us start thinking about the Masters as soon as the last one's over. Right, Bob? Exactly right. I was going to say maybe January 1st or something, but, I mean, it's always, uh, you know, for for Canadians, I think Masters time, um, well, bring does bring back memories of Mike Weir obviously winning that, but it's for most of us, not all, because some places in Canada play golf all year round, most of us, it coincides with the start of the golf season, and that's why I think it's so special. I agree. Adam, now you saw the video piece of this interview, and you were telling me a little something off the air, but what caught, what caught you off guard? Because Mike Weir came into this interview with Bob immediately after a workout. What caught your eye? Mike, Mike Weir's looking quite jacked. He's looking built. It looks like he's really worked. I mean, obviously, he's, built, he's been through a bunch of, uh, bunch of injuries, and, and now you know he's healthy, which is great. He made the cut back in November. He's playing well on the Champions Tour. Now he's working hard on getting his physique and his body ready to continue playing golf now. And I got to say, I, he's not on the Bryson seven protein shakes a day because no one should do that because that's dumb. But... Mike Weir, like, good for him because he is, he's now healthy. He's playing some of the best golf we've seen, Mark, as you were mentioning, in 10-plus years or so. So what I'm saying is don't sleep on Mike Weir next week. <laughs> Maybe a couple lollies? Maybe a couple lollies on Maybe. Mike Weir? Is that what you're... <laughs> there you go. Uh, I love it. All right. Uh, congratulations, our Mr. Butcher winners. I almost forgot. Connor Masiak and Craig Surgent. They win the two $100 gift cards. Congratulations, Connor and Craig. They win the $100 gift cards and their names going to the draw for the end of summer barbecue where uh, you and nine friends and maybe Golf Talk Canada on location. Maybe. We'll have to figure that one out. Uh, barbecue hosted by Mr. Butcher, the Sandbagger, uh, Gin Seltzer guys are going to be out. going to be a fun time. We'll draw for that later on in the summer. Um, before we close the door on Mike Weir. I watched a lot of Billy Horschel this week for obvious reasons, work on the broadcast. And, man, if you were to take Billy Horschel, talking about physique, Adam, and just like a, mm. a, a smaller guy who's lean but, but ripped, you were to take Billy Horschel and flip him to the other side of the golf ball and look at Billy Horschel beside Mike Weir, especially with some of that pre-shot routine with, the, with uh, Horschel, who kind of takes it half back before he goes. I mean... God, I watched him all week, and all I could think about was that's Mike Weir on the right from the right side. I mean, have you ever noticed that familiarity? I've never made that comparison, but it, you know, thinking about it now, it, it does make sense. You know, given I, I want to say Billy's a little taller than Mike, yeah, but in terms taller, of stature, yeah. similar thing. And the waggle, you know, we talked about the Weir waggle. Adam Hadwin has something very similar with the pre-shot routine. His is almost a little higher now, um, but yeah, that, that's a very interesting comparison uh, for sure. Bob, you ever know? Has that ever caught your eye, or am I the only one seeing this? I think you're the only one who's seen it, but you're right. <laughs> uh, but now, you know, now that you mention it, and I think about it, it does make a connection. And they are, as you said, even though he's a little taller, a couple inches taller, maybe the physiques are similar, and the swing is not uncommon. Yeah, and it just then, hey, I, basically what I'm trying to say is I'd love to be in great shape like those two guys. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on the other side. Popular victory in Punicanas. Obviously, um, we're all pulling for Michael Glickick, uh, who had a big finish. Uh, but Joel Damon, very popular win. I was 
noticed immediately Nick Taylor on social media, just, you know, right out there when Joel Damon won. It's his first ever PGA Tour victory. Corrales put a counter resort and club championship. Uh, we'll hear from Joel Damon, uh, talk a little bit about Michael's finish on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to GTC, Zakino Week, Scully, Corrales, Putacana Resort and Club Championship. Another amazing finish by a Canadian. That seems to be dominating the show today. I got an email from LA last night, Lawrence Applebaum, just outlining what do you think of this week? Great. Like, like LA, like I wasn't going to talk about this this morning. What else would I possibly be talking about? He's doing uh, his job. He's. I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking with him, right? So, but I mean, to to your point, Bob. Like, I don't recall a week where it was just across the board like this, this strong. So, no. uh, Glickick with the T4 in uh, in Pudicana. Before we get to Glickick, Joel Damon, popular victory. Went to school with Nick Taylor. Good friends with Nick Taylor. Uh, great, great follow on social media. It's his first ever PGA Tour victory. Of course, it comes with the. Uh, the limited opposite field event, so not the, the, the major bump on the FedEx Cup points list is what you would get uh, with most wins, but still a, a big bump now moving to 59th for Joel Damon. It's a one-shot win at 12 under par. Let's hear from the winner, Joel Damon. The last two months, the start of this year has been pretty was pretty bleak for me. Um, for a guy who prides himself on making a bunch of cuts, I mean, the last after my rookie year, I really played great. Um, you know, the last four years have been pretty easy going. They've been easy for me. Um, I mean, not easy, but I, I've played great, um, and I've never had a, 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 a spurt where I've missed this many cuts before. So I was, I can say, panicking, but uh, we were. Thankfully, I have a great team around me. Uh, Coach Robert Shell, John Rehorn helps me out a ton. Um, that I just, we, we didn't change anything. We didn't go looking for solutions. We just kind of stuck to the plan and um, they told me to be patient and um, it worked out. I'm hoping it's the first of any more, but uh, I'm gonna celebrate uh, like this will be the last one. Wow, that's some pretty interesting stuff there, Bob. That, you know, pretty amazing. We stick to the plan, didn't go to the overall. And it sounded like, you know, in, in his words there, it kind of sounds like it got to the point where he was getting pretty desperate, yet they stuck to the plan and, and didn't try to reinvent the wheel. And there's something to be said for that because the modern-day golfer, the first thing they want to do is blow it up, swing changes, new coach, new way of hitting the golf ball. Joel, Joel Damon taking a completely different approach. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, there's a guy who, in a Golf Digest article, sort of half serious but half joking, uh, said, you know, he didn't really expect to win any tournaments. He was just going to kind of win his million and a half a year and be happy he didn't hit it far enough. Uh, and, and he sort of said afterwards, you know, that was sort of a joke. But he's, it, listen, it was an emotional win for him because of where he's been. Uh, cancer survivor, grinded his way up really on every level, right? Played uh, mini tours, played McKenzie tour, played Corn Ferry tour, and now on the PGA tour. Here's a guy that is the very epitome of, of a, just a, a destination golfer, a guy who has 
sort of made it and worked hard at every single step. And yes, it's an opposite field, so he doesn't get the Masters. But I'll tell you, I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll take the uh, take the two year plus exemption uh, any day of the week. So uh, and and you can just see by the response on social media how popular he is as well. Yeah, he'll take the points. He'll take the exemption. Of course, those points as well, Bob. Like you said, doesn't get him in the Masters, but moving him up the points list. These guys all want to get to the playoffs, Adam. Most of the guys start at the top of the year. We like to talk about wins. We like to talk about you know getting to Augusta, qualifying for Ryder Cup teams. But the majority of the PGA Tour pros that I talk to, which are not the superstars of the world, you know what I mean? They are the Joel Damons of the world and the Charlie Hoffmans and. You know, those kind of guys, when we're out on uh, doing radio and we're getting post-game interviews, we talk to a lot of these guys. Most of them start the year with, want to make it to the Tour Championship. They want to get to the top 30 or the top 50. Joel Damon just took a nice other step there, probably towards the goal, get to the playoffs this year. Yeah, 100%. You know, coming into this tournament, too, his best, fi- his best finish in his last seven starts was T60. Miscut, 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 T60, miscut, miscut, miscut. So wild to think what, what this has happened for Joel Damon. But also as well, the reaction after tapping in for that putt on 18. I almost got emotional watching it. You can tell how much this meant for him. It's clear, it's life changing. And you know, to have his caddy, who's also just a hilarious follow on social media, uh, Gino Benelli, uh, Damon's wife was there as well. Just awesome to see how much, how life changing this was for Joel Damon. And looking forward to seeing what's next. You mentioned Joel Damon on social media too. He had some pretty funny clips coming out of COVID uh, last, uh, around, this, uh, around this time last year, talking about how he enjoys playing golf casually. He might, maybe enjoys having a drink or nine while playing casually as well. <laughs> so he's, he's just one of those guys that it's, it's hard not to root for. A very hard guy not to root for uh, and a popular victory. Okay, another popular guy that is uh, hard not to root for, Michael Glickick. Uh, Adam, to your point, nowhere near the radar coming into this, Michael. Yet he goes 73, so it appears that the sluggish start, but 66, 68, 71. Maybe not the Sunday he was looking for, but he grabs a T4. Now he maneuvers inside the top 125, so he moves to 116, and now all of a sudden is projecting into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And, Adam, he's going to play this week at the Valero Texas Open. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what kind of game he has here. And, you know, like I mentioned in hour one, this, this is his best finish on the PGA Tour. And yes, he had bogeys on 16 and 18 in very blustery, tough conditions. So let's see if he can take what he learned. And the next time he's in the mix here, let's see if he can uh, you know, turn the tide and get that first victory. All right, Bob, the Valero Texas Open is going to be the closest we get to a Canadian Open this year. It's like the RBC Canadian Open <laughs> dropped in San Antonio, except Mackenzie Hughes took the week off. The field is loaded with Canadians and some of them coming in the momentum. Good chance to put a red and white on the board here. Yeah, for sure. Actually, it was funny. Before that interview with Mike Weir, we were joking about that maybe uh, someone could pull a Corey Connors this weekend, round out their foursome on Tuesday morning. Uh, he actually, Mike actually texted me and said, hey, look, maybe Gligic's going to be the guy. And I had to remind him that the opposite field events don't get, uh, don't get the, uh, the <laughs> shot at the Masters. But uh, just going back to Gligic for a second, you know, he is one of the few men who, uh, who utilize the coaching services Gareth Rafluski who is perhaps one of the best short game coaches in the world. 
and teaches, I don't know how many women on the LPGA Tour, mm-hmm. but so many of the top players, including world number one, Jin Young-Ko. But he has worked with, uh, with Gareth and uh, Rafluski and Michael Gligic have worked together because they're kind of in the same area since they were young, young guys. And you saw a little bit yesterday coming down the stretch. It didn't work on every hole, but how many times Michael got up and down and also sank you know, those sort of three, four footers for par coming into that stretch. Yeah, he slipped on 16 and 18, but um, without those, uh, without that short game that he had, I, I tell you, I don't know where he would be. So uh, hats off to Gareth Rafluski, who I'm sure will get a lot of attention this week uh, when the ANA takes off. We shouldn't ignore David Hearn either, guys. A hot Sunday playing this week at Valero. So again, to my point, Canadians trending in the right direction. Wouldn't surprise me if we had multiple Canadians in the mix uh, as we head into this tournament, trying to stamp their ticket to Augusta. <clears throat> Excuse me. Scotty Scheffler, surprisingly, in the field. I'm wondering if Scotty Scheffler is going to peg it up on Thursday. It wouldn't surprise me to see Scotty uh, later today, tomorrow morning, uh, ba- basically pull the plug on this one. Would that shock you, Bob? Well, he's a Texas guy, so I don't know. He might he might hang around for that. But, yeah, listen, that the one thing about the match play, um, and I know – I'm expecting a rant later on, but, <laughs> but um, one, thing, one thing about the match play is you play a ton of golf in a short period of time. So any of those guys who've had uh, a couple of matches on Sunday, I'm sure are dragging their tails this week. Maybe we get it. I'm, I, I agree. And maybe we get a Canadian win this week. Maybe this is the week we get that win on the, on the PGA tour. And again, I want to ask the question, but I won't, I'll wait till next week because maybe the answer will be a- Maybe my question will be answered already at the Valero Texas Open. I wanted to ask it this week, but who's the next Canadian to win? But for some reason, that category gets wider every week I ask it. The names keep piling into the bucket of who that could be. And we're not going to go there this week, Bob. Adam, we're going to leave it because maybe it just gets answered on its own this week at the Valero Texas Open, and we could just be celebrating it next week. And maybe it's somebody who stamps their ticket to Augusta. Hey. We might, we might, we might say it uh, after the A and A. Aha! So there's two, <laughs> which is also again, this week. Yeah, it's a double dip. <laughs> it's a double dip this week, right? Because Brooke there lost in a playoff there last year. You know, yeah. this is here we go again. I said off the top of the show, Bob. We talked about Brooke's top ten off the top of the show, and I'm like, we highlighted it. Another great play, and I know you're going to get into this, so I don't want to dive into it too deep. But it's like, all right, she was in the top ten. Uh huh. I know that's coming. I'm waiting for the, ma- the next major, and maybe it comes this week in the desert. Fingers crossed on that. That should be exciting. All right, let's uh, get you a break. On the other side, we have a very deep Winners Weird and Watts. So we'll take a break a little early here, uh, and we will go deep into three dub. There is a ton to sink your teeth into. Bob's going to jump into Brooke. Uh, you know I'm going to completely reconstruct the World Golf Championships for the 19th time. We'll do it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. 
Cadillac, never stop arriving. All right, welcome back. Golf Talk Canada is Aquino Week Scully. It is that time, three dub, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We call it winners, weird, and what? And this week, Adam, the tea is yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Okay, gents, my winner this week is N.B. Park, who had a great showing at uh, the Kia Classic. Of course, she went on to win by five there at the Kia Classic. What a career it's been for N.B. Park. A five-shot victory, tying her largest margin of victory of her LPGA Tour career. 21st career LPGA Tour victory as well. Let's now tie for 25th on the all-time list. Seven career majors as well for N.B. Park. And something else to keep in mind, she is the defending Olympic gold medalist. So who knows, maybe a Brooke Henderson, MB Park duo down the stretch at the Olympics would be pretty fun to see. But MB Park, a great performance at the Kia Classic at Aviar, a course that we all know very well. Having played there a couple times, what a performance for MB Park. My weird this week, Rory McIlroy. And yes, we discussed in hour one how his game is just range right now in a really weird state i wouldn't say maybe not in shambles but it's bizarre and yes he got absolutely waxed by ian poulter in the first round and you know he hit some balls out of bounds he hit balls into bunkers he hit some in the deep rough but he also hit a tee shot into a family swimming pool yes a swimming pool in someone's backyard uh he he missed uh one of the fairways by 20 30 yards hit a cart path went out of bounds and it ended up in a swimming pool mark have you ever hit a ball in a swimming pool before yes many times adam uh playing golf at uh, (laughs) golf courses that are lined by houses or whatnot taking very aggressive lines at my own club i like to hit it down hag avenue and then swing a cut back over people's houses they own pools uh yes i have done it many times but i'm with you guys this rory thing i don't know he went one one and one this week right one win one loss one tie um i believe that maybe part of us is overreacting a little bit to the shocking way he lost against polter because it was a waxing and it came early in the tournament and we kind of went like this but then i kind of talked to myself out of the fact that we're over uh over uh exaggerating because then i hear adam break down him hitting 11 buckets, 11 bags of golf balls, mid-tournament, searching for something, equipment changes. Bob, are you, are, the, are you on the, yes, we should be throwing the help sign in the sky, putting the back signal in the sky, or are you, we're overreacting to this? I think he's already put the bat signal up. It's, it's yeah. called the Pete Cowan signal, right? And he's got yeah. a new coach, so. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I'm not, he's not going to be top of my list for Masters picks, I don't think, this year. Yeah, I totally agree with that. He won't be on my TSN Edge radar for the Masters, that's for sure. And my what this week? My what's more of a wild this week. A wild. You know, just how crazy and wild match play is. We saw some wild scenarios go through at the match play. Brian Harmon, four down through five, and then reels off eight straight birdies against Bubba Watson. That was unbelievable. How about Lanto Griffin? He was two down to three to go uh, against Cameron Smith in the group stage. And then absolutely coughed up the last two holes on the 18th hole. He bladed one over the green, then chili dipped a chip that went about six inches. It was bizarre. But then, of course, Sergio Garcia, the walk-off hole-in-one at the match play. Mark, I know you'll get into this more in your winners, weird and what. But, Bob, match play is great for some theatrics, isn't it? 
It is. It's you know, it can be the greatest. Uh, it can be the greatest stuff, and it can be the most boring stuff if someone gets a big, big lead, and especially if it's in the final with a big lead. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but at our club, all our club championships are all match play, so we get a chance to play it during the year, and I just, I just absolutely love it from every level, and uh, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we have this once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know what? It's um... It's great to see it one, more than the, you know, the one time a year. I'm totally forgetting who I'm throwing to next for winners. Weird. You're what? throwing oh, Mark, me. it's you. Mark, <laughs> uh, yeah, so from that point, Mark, the T is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, I, I, I almost feel like I got to change my winner, Bob, because now it's not winners, weird, what, and wild. Now, he, uh, Adam <laughs> found a fourth W. I there didn't know there was a fourth W. Okay. My winner this week is Austin Country Club, and specifically the 13th hole. But if you're going to have successful match play type of events, you need the right setup. You need the right golf course. And I think Austin Country Club is a very underrated golf course. Pete Dye design, it never comes up in discussion. I think we got to start adding this in discussion when we talk about underrated venues. Uh, has ton of volatility in that 11, 12, 13 loop down by the water. Uh, and the PGA Tour sets up things so brilliantly. That 13th hole, they kept that green soft all week. Uh, maybe even a little softer than the rest of the greens at Austin Country Club. And they did that so that guys could take shots for the green and get rewarded. And they also did it so that laying up became more difficult. And what I mean by that is there is a slight pitch to that green. And if you can't control the spin on your wedge, you could be in the penalty area with your second shot by not controlling the wedge on your spin. So that softening of that 13th green gave a double dynamic there. It wasn't just to receive three woods and drivers, which it did all week, but it was also to make guys hit really good wedge shots and control spin and flight their golf ball if they were going to lay up on that hole. Bob, I love Austin Country Club. You often hear me say, you know, TPC Deer Run, TPC River Highlands, start naming golf courses that I think are underrated because we always talk about Riviera. We always talk about Quail Hollow. We always talk about those venues when we talk about the best on tour. Austin Country Club has to go now into the bucket for me as, as one of the most underrated. Uh, I loved it, especially for match play. I'd love to see a stroke play tournament there, and it might be interesting to see that side of it. And, and that club, not that course, but that club goes way back, right? 1899. It's one of the oldest uh, oldest ones in uh, in the state of Texas where there's a lot of golf history. So uh, I, I thought nothing but great things about that golf course, and certainly the way they set it up for, for the match play was uh, was outstanding. All right, my weird this week, uh, and, and this, listen, we could do a whole show on what, what's been weird about the last year and a half and, and weird about COVID. Don't know if you saw the announcement by the USGA that they will not have fans in attendance this June at the U.S. Women's Open. What I find confusing about this is that America is vaccinating more than 2 million people a day. We have states with no guidance and no rules at all. We have states that are limiting spectators, like we're going to see in a couple of weeks in Georgia, where we're going to have a few thousand people in attendance at the Masters. When we get to May at Kiowa Island, we're going to have 10,000 spectators. By the time we get to May for Kiowa Island, which is, uh, which is uh, South Carolina, But then when we get to June for the U.S. Women's Open, we're going to have no spectators in attendance. Zero. Uh, That's a few months down the road. Adam, uh, and they have yet to make a a decision, Adam, on the men's U.S. Open, which happens to be in the same state down the road at Torrey Pines in La Jolla. 
The goalposts keep moving. Like, I, I, it's so confusing to me. I'm not saying what's right, what's wrong. Not saying that. I'm not a doctor. I haven't been elected to office, although I should be. Not yet. I haven't anyway. been yet. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I can't make these decisions for everybody. But there's no logic or reason to any of this. You know what? It's, it's 2021. All, all I'll have to say is expect the unexpected because who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. All right. Okay, that's it. I, that's as good as answer as I, I, I agree. Okay, I'm going to now reconstruct and tell you what's wrong with match play. We've been dancing around this the entire show. Who came up with the idea of seven rounds of golf in five days? All those wonderful things that Adam highlighted that we saw in those, in those matches. All those things that Bob loves to see. The, the walk-off ace by Sergio, all this great stuff. Most of them all happen Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. By the time we get to Saturday, I mean, most of these guys have nothing left in the tank. It, it's unbelievable. Uh, I'm not so sure we're, we're not going to continue to see this type of event. And what I mean by this type of event is a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, where were all the big names on the weekend? I thought we fixed this with pool play, that when we went to pools, that we're going to get a lot more number one seeds come out of those pools. And it's still not happening. Not taking anything away from Billy Horschel. He's played great. He's a FedEx Cup champion. He's a solid player. We had a lot of very solid players there on the weekend. But where were all the stars? Pools play hasn't fixed that yet. You can't have seven rounds of golf. People are exhausted. By the time we got to that final match, the play was sloppy. Yes, I know the conditions were, were brutal, but the play was sloppy. And instead of seeing birdies, and instead of seeing guys win holes, we saw guys lose holes. And I don't want to see guys lose holes. I want to see guys win holes. And I'm wondering, do we break this down to the top 32? In, in, the, in the official World Golf ranking and make this more exclusive and get this field more condensed? Do we go top 16 and forget and just go 16, one and done, and you're gone? I don't know. There needs This format needs to be tweaked and condensed again. I, although I love the match play, although I love the golf course, although we have great stuff, I enjoyed Wednesday to Friday much more than I enjoyed the weekend. Bob... Are you okay with this, or would you like to see this just kind of accordioned a little? I'm still kind of rolling in shock by the fact that you said you're going to run for election. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 I can't believe that part. Okay. You know, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do this, because no matter what you do, there's going to be upsets, and you could end up with a final with two, two guys who aren't the number one and two ranked guys. Uh, I do think the pool play gives you a few more, uh, a few more matches, a few more stars. If, you know, Rory doesn't go home on the first day, or DJ doesn't go home on the first day, and uh, so I don't know. There's no right way to do this. I think other than I think the purest way probably would be the best. So 64 players, single knockout, and and listen, if a guy's not going to show up and play one round of golf and go home with thirty-five thousand dollars, then I'm, I'm volunteer and take a spot. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, all I'm going to tell you is when I run, guys, I'm running on Red Wine Wednesdays, tea times for everybody, and everybody in a five-year window gets a rail seat at a Leaf home game. That's my platform. (laughs) All right, Bob, the tea is yours. 
So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, guys, my winner this week is a local story. And it's because it's golf season, baby. The courses are all opening up. <laughs> we got Brayben opening on Friday. We got Centennial Park opened on the weekend. The city courses are opening Thursday. So this is the time to get those sticks out and get playing. I just love this time of year. And, uh, yeah, it's early. Yeah, it's going to be brisk. I was just uh, had to go and do a little thing, pre-master thing, and I saw Jamie Rydell, our master producer, and he played golf on Saturday out where he lives, out the Kitchener Way. So he played at some golf course and apparently made it through. Uh, there was an incident where they had to call the police or something. I don't know. It was a, kind of a wild what? round. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just yada, yada, yada call the police, okay? He wasn't there, but apparently he went up to one tee. They turned a corner, went up to one tee, and there was like four groups on the tee, and all of a sudden uh, it was because one group hit into another group, and the other group hit the ball back, and so one group called the cops or something. The cops didn't come. But anyway, oh my. how okay. to kick off your call season, right? Anyway, yeah. it was supposed to be my winner. My winner here talking about how wonderful it is <laughs> that we had a great opening of the season. So, folks, I've already had some, uh, some DMs and some tweets from people who have already booked tee times for the weekend. So if you guys want to play golf, and if you gals and guys want to play golf and get out there, now is the time to get on the uh, websites and start booking it. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, my weird this week is, uh, and this has happens more than once, but I love the fact that on the, I think it was the 16th or 17th hole, Joel Damon, who normally wears the kind of, it's not really a bucket hat. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's a wide-brimmed hat. Like a Gilligan thing going on, Bob. Okay, the Gilligan thing going on, which basically (laughs) I switched to one of those last year as well because it gets your ears covered. And uh, and, and a guy who had cancer, obviously, was going to try and keep that. But all of a sudden, they kind of cut away, and he comes back, and he's wearing the ball cap. And I'm going, what's going on here? Who is this guy? And where did he come from? But it was just because the wind was so strong, he had to get one, had to get a cap on with a lock, locking mechanism. So he t- tucked it down tight. But for a minute there, I thought, wait a minute, what's going on here? So the the thing that kind of crossed my mind is, does he always carry two hats just in case? Does he have a spare in his golf bag? I don't know. You know that's that, what do you think, that's Mark? the first thing that popped into my mind, Adam. That's a, like as soon as Bob said that, I went, does he carry like? Does he have like a hat case with him week to week? Yeah, I, I know when he, he's been in the mix a couple times uh, at Wells Fargo when Max Homo won and Damon came second. He, he came back from a rain delay wearing the different hat, which was pretty funny. But also during the trophy presentation, when he had the wide brim hat on, it went flying off in his caddy when he yes. jumped almost into the water to get it. It was hilarious. <laughs> all, the, all the mischief you get into with hats. Uh, my what this week is, uh, listen, we mentioned it off the top, another top 10 for Brooke Henderson, uh, her 56th of her official career since she's been an LPGA Tour member. And doing the math, 41% of all her finishes are inside the top 10. That is a ridiculous percentage for any player. But for our Brooke, man, that is just like, I'm just, uh, I can't, it just just tells you how good it is. And as you said, Mark, we kind of almost take her top 10s for granted now. We're expecting more. What's going on here, right? Curve. It is. It's 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 mechanical in, in the in terms of quality of play. Like to constantly always feel like you have your game. That's what that tells me. It's like it means like she. You know, the bad weeks you can count on one hand in a calendar year, which is just amazing. Because you know we we celebrate so many great players on the PGA Tour, 
and we call, you know that are world class, top ten in the world guys that have nothing remotely close to that number when it comes to consistency of play. And, and 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 they would you know they would do anything to get in the mix as often as what a Brooke Henderson does like that. I find it absolutely incredible. You know what I find interesting too, guys, because and we didn't really bring this up this week. Maybe it's something we can get into in the future. Maybe it's something we can talk about a little next week, considering uh, it's the A and A and it's a ladies major, and it probably won't happen at the A and A because the ladies majors. Man, there's a difference in setup, man. You watch, the, you watch the LPGA Tour week in, week out, and my point to you guys was going to be, I'm always surprised at so many of the walk-off victories. We had a walk-off victory this week, right, with NB Parks. Just kind of walked away with it, right? That happens. doesn't happen in majors. They really set up their golf courses different, a lot harder when they get to major venues for the LPGA Tour. Like, I mean, in my opinion, it's a big step up. I know in the men's game, we see it. But, I mean, in ladies' game, sometimes every day, to me, that helps a Brooke Henderson, certainly does, as, as a, you know, more about ball striking. She's one of the best ones out there, to Bob's statistical point. And I don't think we're going to see it this week. I think we'll see a super, super, super tight major get on the LPG Tour. But week in, week out, why do you guys think we see more? Like, we don't get that as often on the PGA Tour anymore, five, six-shot victories. But we do on the LPGA, Bob. What, where, where do you think that is? That's a good point. I don't know. I think that sometimes people just get comfortable with the golf course and the setup. And they can kind of run away with it a little bit more, but uh, I I don't know. That's uh, it is. I've seen. You're right. You noticed that before. You seem to see it a lot more on the LPGA Tour than any other tour. Yeah, I'll be shocked if we see it this week, though. So park that yeah. thought. It's there's no. Major. There's by the way. There's I, I confirmed with Brooke Anderson. There's no blue wall this year at the ANA. Remember last ah, year they had that blue wall behind good, the green. Good choice. That's going to make it make that whole play much more uh, difficult and maybe make some players make some choices, especially if the winds kick up in the desert, which they can this time a year. Okay. On the other side, we'll highlight some winners' leaderboard updates. Adam Scully give you a preview of Golf Talk Canada TV this week. Get you caught up on all things Twenty Weeks of TaylorMade, which starts. Masters Week will let you know how you can get it done. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. As we wrap up today's show, let's get some leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. Brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in all of golf. Visit bushnellgolf.com to find your rangefinder GPS product of choice lpga tour nb park with the walk off at 14 under good for a six shot victory in that one on the lpga tour joel damon your winner at corrales what a great golf course i have a corrales story for you i we're running out of time so i can't tell it but they got an amazing bar off the 16th hole you walk down to the beach and there's pictures of all everybody in the world who's been to this bar unbelievable and now they have is there a picture of you there? Is there are you, my yeah. picture? And they took down the rest. Unbelievable. It's a life-size statue. Yeah. <laughs> it's his election poster. Election poster. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, this is good. Adam Svensson with the uh, playoff victory on the Corn Ferry Tour. Very exciting stuff there, a Canadian win. And Billy Horschel gets the WGC uh, match play Dell Technologies Championship. Big one there for Billy Horschel. Okay, Adam, what's uh, coming up this Wednesday on Golf Talk Canada Television? Well, Bob went one-on-one with Brooke Henderson, so we're going to play that interview. We'll have a full preview of the ANA Inspiration. Can Brooke Henderson win her second career major championship? We'll discuss that on the show. Also, big week for Ricky Fowler, as we mentioned, trying to keep that major streak alive. We'll also talk about Dustin Johnson, who added the Valero Texas Open late to his schedule. How is his game heading into his title defense at Augusta National next week? And, of course, our TSN Edge picks. We'll give you two favorites and a value pick for this week to consider at the Valero Texas Open. Bob, I'm switching gears. I'm uh, going to put on my radio hat after TV and work the Valero Texas Open this week before I dive into the Masters. You grinding out Masters content, still uh, working on it, I know, as we speak. We're going, to do, uh, we're going to do a fair bit on that. We're also going to do quite a bit uh, on the ANA. We've got some, uh, some good stories coming up for you this week on that as well. So uh, back-to-back majors. Uh, and then Friday, we're, uh, we're off to Augusta. So we'll, we'll fill you in on that whole trip and how we're getting down there and all our quarantines and nasal swabs and the whole deal. And uh, at least it'll be good to have a few people back on the grounds at Augusta National this year. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, this week on TV, and next week with a monster 20 weeks of TaylorMade announcement. It's back. It returns Masters Week. There are more ways to win, different ways to win, as it is bigger than any year ever before in 2021. That announcement coming next week. We'll be back this Wednesday on TV, back in these chairs next week for radio. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.